Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives in the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful week. My week has been a bit of a roller coaster. I feel like things are coming on all fronts, personal, work life, family, everything. I mean, the week started off with me thinking that the government was going to shut down and then it didn't shut down. And then now there's no Speaker of the House and that complicates my job and our country and everything else. And then my mom's birthday was this week, and that's always a tough time for me. And then, um, you know, over this weekend, there has been a uh, war declared in Israel. And, you know, I have family there, I have friends, and um, it's just you know, my heart goes out to everyone in the region that is caught in the crossfire. And um, it's just been a lot to process. And it's been a very, very emotional day uh, for me. So I am not going to give any updates or thoughts on any of the shows in advance. We will just get into our chat with Mary Payne Gilbert from the Pink Shade podcast. She is so lovely, so fantastic. She's from the DMV area and one of my in real life friends, in addition to being a podcast buddy. So I'm very excited for you guys to hear the chat that we have. I am very, very, very excited for all of the shows that we have coming up this November. We've got Beverly Hills back. Miami is going to be back. Married to Medicine's back. Uh, Potomac is back. There's going to just be so much happening. I'm not sure how I'm going to cover it all. Probably we'll just cover a few shows a week and then maybe recap some of the others in my intro. It's just, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard to get through all of the shows and have something to say about all of them and try and fit it into an hour-long podcast. But we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Anyway, as always, if you enjoy this podcast, give it a five-star rating and leave a kind review. And if you want to reach out to me about anything in the podcast or any ideas that you have, um, you can reach me at Mandy Slutsker on Instagram. I hope you guys enjoy this week's podcast and we'll catch you next week. Hi, everyone. I am here with a wonderful friend and host of the very, very popular Pink Shade podcast, Mary Mary Payne Gilbert. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited to talk about everything Bravo with you and especially to enjoy BravoCon with you in about a month's time. I know. Thank you for having me. And oh my gosh, Mandy, we, we just talked for 20 minutes about BravoCon. I'm so excited <laughs> you're going to be there because I remember last year I was like, are you here? Are you here? No, I know. Not. It was at a yeah. wedding. You know what? That wedding, that friend just had a baby. I thought you were going to say, and they're already divorced. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're very wow. happy. Yeah. yeah. So quick. just visited the baby last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm so glad I went to the wedding and 
you know, yeah. there for all the important moments in her life. But I'm very right. excited that there are no weddings the weekend of BravoCon. <laughs> so That's can... right. This will be a very important moment in our lives. Yeah. Oh, I think it's like the defining moment <laughs> in my life. The way, the amount of money I'm spending, the amount of like reckless you know, abandon that I have for my credit card and <laughs> yes, yes. I was thinking today. I was paying uh, paying some bills, and I thought to myself, I wonder how much I do have on that credit card. Like literally, that's the way I'm. Th- I'm thinking like I'm 24. Like I'm thinking like how much money can I spend rather than I need to be paying it down. I'm thinking how much do I have left on it that I'll be able to spend <laughs> at BravoCon. Like, that's a t- shut yeah. it off in the middle of BravoCon. Like. You- <laughs> I'll be stuck in Vegas, like thumb out, like who could take me to the airport? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing I'm not into gambling, but I, um, I've never been to Vegas in my life. What? Isn't that oh, crazy? I've been, it's not my favorite city, like the strip. I haven't experienced it outside of the Vegas strip. It is really fun if you like to dance and I like to dance. So I used to go to clubs with friends okay. and it wasn't that expensive because we're a group of women, you know, and uh-huh. you can like play the club promoters off each other, but you can go to a large space and dance for a very long time without it. Like in DC, places are crowded. People yeah. are kind of like groping you. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not like that in Vegas necessarily. There's more space if you get there early. And okay. that's what I used to like to do. It wasn't Vegas so much as it was like dancing and whatever, scene shows, okay. that kind of stuff. Well, no wonder you're excited to go to that $450 party. That is going <laughs> to be up into club, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, EDM. I don't know. Somebody's going to slip you some Molly. I can't wait to hear all about it. <laughs> I, I would I like bought, not I bought even for everything. I wouldn't even that. notice. I'd be like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> I can't is this wait. What the kids Listen. these days do. <laughs> yeah. Keep your hand over your drink, Mandy. I'm concerned. Oh, I'm concerned. I am excited. I'm just so excited for it. Um, another thing I'm very excited for is Beverly Hills is coming back this month. And they just released the trailer this week. And I have to get your thoughts on it. Okay. okay, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. So it's, the trailer starts out with all the rumors about Kyle and Mauricio separating and everyone being very shocked, especially Dorit and PK, who are very close with them and had no idea this was coming. And mm. Kyle is crying to Erica Jane about how strangers are reaching out to her, saying that, you know, they believed in true love and now they don't and whatever it is. <laughs> well, those people need help if, if, if they're basing their belief in true love on people on television. Exactly. And why would you say that to someone who's clearly going through a tough time? It's not going to make <laughs> them feel better, right? You know, right. just just yeah. keep that to yourself or share it with mm-hmm. a friend. You don't mm-hmm. need to go on your phone and message it to a stranger. <laughs> That's what I say about podcast reviews. Keep it in your heart. You don't need to let me know that you didn't like when I swallowed my drink and you could hear it. It's not for podcast reviews. That's for keep it in your heart. Tell it to a friend. Yeah. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. So we've got the Kyle and Mauricio stuff. Are you shocked that it is going to kind of play out throughout the season? Or do you think they kind of tacked it on at the end of the season? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know because we don't know how much of it was 
the chatter was going on in the friend group before it sort of became a, a thing in the public where, but I mean, Kyle herself was the one posting all the Instagram pictures with Morgan and not, you know, with Mauricio. And, and I'm a full believer in whenever the paparazzi catches you somewhere and I put catches in quotes, you, you've called them. The paparazzi aren't just happen to be sitting out of a certain gym in LA. I mean, you know, that's just not the case. So yeah, I don't know. I, people are like, oh my God, you know, Kyle, she's so thirsty for camera time. And I'm like, I've never really had a hate or a love for Kyle. I'm just sort of like, she's kind of a good staple on the show. I find her and her dogs entertaining. I, I, I've i never really been like, oh my God, she's a thirsty bitch. Or, oh my God, Kyle's so great and made me believe in love. So I think it's interesting because I don't think we've seen... She doesn't get it too much, right? She seems to have always been a little bit untouchable, except for last season, the stuff with her sister. And really, that's not even on her. That's something her sister did. Yes. So it's interesting that they're going to be they're going to be kind of coming from her. Like, why are you hiding your life? Well, especially you since know? her big thing is like, just be honest, guys. Just be honest. Mm-hmm. She always says that, and you don't want to say that because it can be turned around on you and. We'll see what happens. Do you believe the long history of cheating rumors about Mauricio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think for sure he's probably, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like a consistent thing, like all the years they've been married, but I'm sure here or there he's done some things. I, I do. That's, I don't know why I think that it's not like I have any proof or any reason. I just feel like he seems kind of full of himself in that way. Yeah, I think he was very, very focused on the kids when they were young, mm-hmm. you know, and then I think as they got older, and the agency became what it is mm-hmm. today, I'm mm-hmm. sure his ego got a little bit bigger. And yeah, that's sort yep. of my take on it, too. But I do believe that they truly love and respect each other. So it'll be interesting to see how they're navigating, like, why a separation? Why not a divorce? You know, all of that is, like, confusing. Is that a money situation? Is that, like, oh, we're actually working on our relationship and hoping to get back together? Like, what is it exactly? Money, I think. I I think when you have that much money and it's so enmeshed in each other, it's best just to stay married, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If If they're not fighting, if there's no, like, contentious situation, just stay married and, you know, let everybody live their own separate lives, I guess. Well, we also get to see Garcelle and Erica seemingly be getting along, joking with each other. We've got trips to Vegas and Barcelona. I mean, were mm-hmm. you shocked by how Erica and Garcelle seem kind of chummy? No, I was shocked by how skinny Erica was. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's menopause. Haven't you heard? <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you something. When I went through menopause, Mandy, I got so snatched. <laughs> that is what menopause does. It makes you feel great and you get so skinny all of a sudden. It's a miracle of menopause. That's why everybody wants to go through menopause because it's so great. <laughs> Look, oh I don't care. Gosh. I really don't. Everybody's choice is their own. I don't really care. But don't say it's because of menopause. I mean, and then she was because she went on some hormones because of menopause. I'm like, okay, I think that just makes you less angry. I don't think it. Anyway, she seems easy breezy and light. I so, you know, let's let's hope we get a fun Erica this season. I, I want a fun Erica. We also have a new housewife, Anne-Marie Wiley, who's a nurse anesthesiologist and married to a former NFL player. And mm-hmm. we see her 
kind of getting into it with Crystal. I don't know who she's coming on as a friend of. Yeah, I don't either. I saw her and I was like, new face, who this? I didn't I didn't know who it was. So I'm glad you just told me your name. So she must have like a famous NFL husband or something. I don't think he's that famous. We'll okay. have to see well, why she's so famous, kind of, or why she was yeah. picked for this. Is she running right. the same circle? She is about Crystal's age, and everyone else is much, not much older, but like older than Crystal. So yeah. she seems to be in the same age group, but also poking at her, which is interesting. Did you gasp when you saw Denise Richards back on our screen? Oh, it gave me a lift in my heart. I was happy. And Camille Camille was with her. I, You know what? I didn't even notice Camille until uh-huh. maybe like the second or third time I watched. And Faye Resnick was there. Because Faye Resnick was standing at the bar in Kyle's house. You know, that bar that Kyle's got in her house. And she's like, oh, gosh, or something. And that's when Denise walked in and Camille was behind her. And I was like, wow, this is like a boom, boom, boom. A trifecta here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the morally but, corrupt Faye Resnick. Oh, God. Love the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. I always <laughs> enjoy her on screen. I yeah. can't help but, you know, I can't help but have some love for her. You know, she's I always agree. there. Always there. Through thick yeah, and she's thin. Kyle's best friend. Yeah. And, and Kathy's best friend, too, I guess. Yeah. That must be awkward, being best friends with those two sisters. I don't think that's the only thing awkward about her. I think her design, <laughs> think her design style is awkward. I think um, the OJ trial was awkward. I was going to yeah, say the, the whole OJ thing is trial. awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, we've got PK and Dorit seemingly having some marital troubles. He's not understanding her PTSD. Um, she looks good, though. Her hair, she lightened her hair. I mean, she, she darkened it. her hair. It looks it really looks good. incredible. I... Yeah. I don't think her and PK are having as big of troubles as they're playing it up on camera. I just don't. I feel like her and PK are solid. Well, actually, now to think of it, remember when he got a DUI and didn't tell her? Oh, yeah. And That's then pretty they, bad. The, and okay. The, and the police just said, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Drive yourself home. It's fine. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, anyways, um, so it kind of ends with the Kyle and Morgan of it all. The fact that we got Morgan on camera, I think, is a really big deal. We see the tattoo that it seems like Kyle's giving the tattoo of a K on Morgan. I can't imagine they would allow Kyle to tattoo someone, but she's definitely there because they're saying, wow, you're tattooing her first initial on you or whatever. Yeah. And we know that Morgan's got that K tattoo, which has been, you know, widely speculated. And people are like, that could mean anything. You know, I'm always I'm always on the side of like, that could mean anything. Who says it means Kyle? I'm always the one trying to play devil's advocate. But I guess it, it does mean Kyle. It does mean Kyle. Yeah. I think what I'm not sold on or sure about is, is this a love connection? Or is this some sort of like deep sisterly, soulful friendship connection? And... We were to believe Mauricio, then Mauricio says they're absolutely not a couple. They're absolutely just friends. But it is weird, I think, for a grown woman of her age to be friends with someone that is much younger than her oldest daughter. Yeah, they're 30 years age difference. I can't. Okay, so I'm how old is Kyle? 54. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember how old Kyle is. Morgan is like 28. 
28. Okay. So that was, so let's just say I'm 54 and not, not just say I, I am in fact 54. I don't see myself having a best friend that's 28. Right? I just don't. I just don't. Not even 48. I'm just kidding. Even 48. <laughs> um, but 28, I mean, that's a, that's a huge lifespan difference. Huge. I know. Huge. I know. I would think it was weird if I was one of her daughters. I'm like, okay, so you're the mom to me, but who are you to her? She's like my age or younger than me, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Right. She's like six years younger than Farah. It would be like all of a sudden she's best friends with Farah's best friend. I mean, it's it's strange. It's strange. And I, I, listen, if it is a romantic thing, fine and good. It's not our business, whatever. She love who you love. I don't care. But the, the, the age difference is what is so – has always been so exactly. stark to me. No, it's and the, the age and the, difference. And the difference of – people are like, well, maybe she's her sober companion. I'm like, that's not how that works. Right. That's how that works. You yeah. don't go everywhere with them. No. <laughs> no. Okay. And a sober companion actually is a person who has no other job. Their job is to be a sober companion. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, I People are hired that. to be a sober companion. That's their job. They're a counselor. They're with you all the time. I like see. a therapist that lives with you. Yeah, it's not, they're not a, a country music singer on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, the Miami trailer came out. Uh, you know, I just thought it was funny that it starts with them all in a church and Alexia saying this like prayer and is juxtaposed with them screaming at each other. Some mm-hmm. things I love that. It. I was not expecting in the trailer was we finally get to see Marcus um, Jordan, Larsa Pippen's boyfriend, and they actually Uh touch on the fact that Michael Jordan is unhappy about the two of them dating. So that was exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't expect a storyline about Alexia and Todd and financial difficulties. Those were the two yeah. things that shocked me. Everything else was not shocking. It was just like, okay, of course Lisa's going to have a breakdown and scream at someone at some point. Uh-huh. You know, of course we're going to see, unfortunately, Gertie go through her breast cancer uh, mm-hmm. diagnosis and treatment. And I really hope they're all there for her. I mean, what a difficult situation to to be put under. So, like, none of the other, none of the things were that shocking. Oh, actually, take it back. Dr. Nicole's dad having a baby. <laughs> so I, like I told you, I just watched the first three seasons of Miami five or six months ago. And then when I had some time, which I'd never have time, I actually watched the last, th- the last two seasons, like the new ones, mm-hmm. um, v- pretty recently. So I was so like, like Kyle to Morgan. I was so in love with Nicole. I was like, Nicole, she's so pretty. I just like, you know, a lot of these housewives, they're so pretty. I just like to look at them, you know? I'm right. Like, wow. So I'm really into Dr. Nicole. Me too. I love yeah. her. I love how she owns that she's smart and a boss, but can also mm-hmm. dress how she wants and be beautiful. I love that she loves her partner, but isn't like that doesn't define her. Being married doesn't define her. Right. You know, um, she, she he's just kind, he's awesome. kind of, he's, he kind of bugs. I don't know. I kind of can't get a read on him. I didn't like how he was like talking about Lars's ass and stuff. I was like, shut up. Yeah. You know, I just kind of felt like he was trying to jump in and be a little too housewifey, which we don't always like with our husbands. We don't like him to participate too much. Shut up and apologize after that situation. But yeah, 
It's like only Adriana should be talking about <laughs> Lars's ass. <laughs> She's oh like, you could gosh. see it from the moon. <laughs> from outer space. <laughs> and then she went and got hers done. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yes, and it's yes. like, come, I'm going to go get a BBL. Come with me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. That's coming up. When's I think that? the week after Beverly Hills. Come on, Bravo. That's a lot for us. Okay, That's a lot. And then Winter House is starting. So there's going to be Southern Charm, Winter House, Miami, Beverly Hills. We've got Salt Lake still happening. Married to Medicine is coming back. And Potomac is coming back. And Potomac, yeah. So all of these trailers we're going to see at, at BravoCon. Don't you think some of these trailers Well, I think most be- of them came out. The the Potomac trailer came out. What's supposed to be shown at BravoCon is actually the first, I don't know, however many minutes of the next season of Dubai. That's on No the, interest. Yeah. I, I don't no know. No interest. We'll see. I took a hard stand on Miami for a long time and I never watched it. It was just because I was like, it's too late. Like I never saw it and I don't have time. But now I'm in. And so maybe t- try me in about eight years. And maybe okay. I'll get into Dubai because that's, that's what happened with Miami. It took eight years. Miami's really good, though. I don't know that Dubai – we'll see how season two does. The first season's always tough. And speaking of first seasons, how are you liking the new New York? I like it. I, I think I've seen a, quite a bit of criticism, but I like it. I, I I think that right out of the gate when they did, like, the opening, like, the walkout with the um, taglines and stuff with the screen behind them, is, you know what I mean? All of that was very fresh and new. That right away, I liked because I was like, okay, we are getting something different. Mm-hmm. And I like the gentle lines of it all. I I like that initially I really liked Aaron. And now I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so I like that. I like when I change my mind on somebody. Um, I like how people are kind of coming around on Jessel. She was a slow burn. Oh, she's my favorite now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, she did not start out at all as like someone I even really considered. And man, did she come into number one for me recently. I just find her so funny and endearing. Yeah, I liked how Andy said on his radio show that she is like Ramona in the yes. sense that when she just showed up to watch What Happens Live, he's like, you know that we asked you to come to watch What Happens Live tonight and you declined but <laughs> because you had something else to do. But yet here you are. And she's like, oh, well. He was like, that's just something Ramona would be like, what? What do you want me to do? I was busy. But here I am. She was like, you're putting me on blast, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I like it. I think that with any new, new thing, you got to season two, you kind of get a little more into the meat of it, I think. And I think that was the same with like Salt Lake. But, you know, any Real Housewives, I mean, I'm just like a whore for it. I'm just going to watch it. I'm just going to watch it. Even if it's bad, I'm still going to watch it. Hey, I'm even gonna watch season two of Dubai. <laughs> now, look at you! I didn't even know. I was like, "Is it season two or season three? I didn't even know. Um, what did you think of that? What I thought was a very weird double date between Aaron Sai and their husbands, especially when they were talking about Jessel and Pavit not having sex for a year and a half and asking each other, like, "What would you do if we weren't having sex for a year and a half?" And Aaron's husband immediately says, "Well, I would fuck other women." Right. Wasn't that sweet? That was such a sweet moment. (laughs) And then Sai's husband was like, I would probably not be with you anymore. And they're like, that's the right answer. I'm like, none of these are the right answer. How about 
well, why aren't we having sex? Exactly. What what happened? What is the catalyst for this? Not just immediately like, I fuck other people. I don't care. Do you have cancer? Too bad. I'm fucking other people. I mean, you know, like what? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't look good for those guys at all. At all. I didn't like it. And I didn't like it. I didn't like the four of them discussing it. And I didn't like it. And look, I don't know. I don't know. Have it, Jessel. He didn't. He didn't seem that into her. But also, there's cameras in your face. So are you supposed to be like grabbing your wife's ass and stuff, right? And I mean, that's it's awkward. There's a cameraman standing there with oh, cargo shorts on. You I know? think it's a hundred percent awkwardness with the camera for yeah. them, like an intimacy, but also that they've gotten so used to being co-parents and like parenting together that they're not really mm-hmm. thinking of much else other than how are we keeping these twin one-year-old boys alive? Like, yeah. okay, did you change that? When did you last change their diaper? When did they less eat? Did You know, like all of that kind of stuff that by the time they get to bed, they're probably so exhausted. Yes. You know, they don't have yeah. help. They've been pretty open about not having a lot of, you know, nannies or anything like that. So I think, I think that has to do with it. I do feel like because they started out as friends, that is such mm-hmm. a solid foundation and that they will find their way back to each other romantically. Yeah, either that or it's the housewife curse and they get divorced. So it's one of the two. <laughs> I, I just feel like of all the couples, they seem the strongest to me. I don't know. I think even though... uh I did at first enjoy um, Aaron's husband, but ever since he said that thing, I was like, maybe not as cool of a guy as I thought. I liked him because he was a deadhead and I'm a deadhead. Um, mm-hmm. But I was looking to see if I had my Grateful Dead shirt on, but it's my, <laughs> it's my Carol's Last Good Summer t-shirt. Oh, love that. Carol's, um, that was like five years ago. Well, <laughs> she had her last summer. It was so, anybody check on Carol lately? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, um, yes, I, I totally see what you're saying, but I also see it a lot. We see it a lot on these shows where they go on the show because they want to get divorced, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I just don't think Jessel's that. that calculating, though. Yeah, no. I don't think either of them are that calculating. Um, Bryn, she lets us know she's into antique books and that she, when she dates guys, sometimes they're annoyed that she can quote last week's Economist and they can't. I'm like, where is this, Bryn? Why don't you show us this side of yourself instead of only showing us the flirty side? Well, I think some of that has to do with editing. I think it's like she's dropping all these hints about her big job and stuff. And we're like, but we haven't seen it. Like, we don't understand what your job is. And, and it, that's the kind of thing where sometimes like in the next season, you're like, well, if I would have known that, then I wouldn't right. feel like this, you know, because they don't always show you these things. And this happens on all the shows I cover over the TLC shows and the 90 day shows, sometimes, you know, seven episodes in, they tell you something and you go, well, now if I would have known that I wouldn't have been so hard on them, but I didn't know. So I think with Bryn, I I think, you know, the whole thing with the books and the economist, by the way, if you're quoting the economist on a date, the date may be over. Like that's, (laughs) that doesn't sound super fun to me. (laughs) I like like Bryn. I like Bryn a lot. Yeah. I find the flirting needs to be toned down just a little bit. I want to know more of her. And I feel like she uses it as a defense mechanism. So she doesn't have to actually show who she really is. It's like she puts Mm -hmm. it on and I just want to see the real her. And it's funny some of the time. And then I think she takes it too far. And then it becomes like, ooh, could you stop? Um, She's trying to be Sonia 2.0. Yeah. There's only one. There's only one Lady Morgan. 
There is. Do you think Sai is too mean to Jessel? Uh, no. I think Jessel could handle it. I think Jessel, Jessel, I think Jessel has a Word doc in her phone. And I loved how she was like, yeah, in my phone, I've got, you said this, this, well, fuck you, because this, this. I was like, oh, she's writing lines. She's The way she was describing it, what she has in her phone, Sai said this, and then my response is this. It's like, I was like, oh, she's writing lines. She's writing comebacks. In her, conf- for her confessionals. For her confessionals or for the reunion. She mm-hmm. wants to keep a running tab of this person said this, and I should have said this, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's, yeah. I was like, she's writing her script out. I like it. I'm ready for the, the reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's head over to Salt Lake. So we've got okay. Meredith and Lisa being friends again. Do you feel like it's genuine? No, I think they, they <laughs> no. I think they made a they made a deal with the devil each other. I think, I think they made a blood pact. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think they were actually as deep of friends before. I think it was a more of a surface level friendship, and it meant yeah, more I to agree. Lisa than it did to Meredith. And mm-hmm. so that's always awkward. <laughs> you know, we've always I, had yeah. everyone like has been friends with someone that they don't realize that the other person considers you a best friend, but you don't consider them a best friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Has it yeah. ever happened to you? Like I just, it's happened to me where like, I've been the loser that thinks no. somebody's my best friend. <laughs> no. I haven't ever had it where anybody thinks that I'm their best friend. But yes, they just think you're like been closer than you are sometimes. Yeah. So you're like I've been the, I've been the Lisa Barlow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been the Meredith sometimes. I'm just like we don't hang out that much. You know, is it is it me? Or are you talking about me? No, <laughs> <laughs> never. Mary Payne, okay. you are an idol. You are an idol to me. Um, <sighs> Okay, so we've got Whitney and Monica sitting down. And this was so fascinating to me, just out of like the art art of housewives, where Whitney was trying to kind of set the stage of like, well, I don't know if I can trust you because look at how you treated Angie and you seem to be kissing up to Meredith and Lisa. And like, who are you really? And Monica just diffused that situation so quickly, I thought. And made Whitney almost be a little more on the defensive, which I was not expecting. Thoughts on Monica? I like Monica. I don't trust Monica as far as thrower. Right. Um, Mainly because if you are screwing your brother-in-law and you're able to keep that a secret within the family, I mean, I think that's next level. I mean, I think that's next level sneaky. It's like four levels above next level sneaky. I mean, you're showing up to uh, Thanksgiving in church four times a week and all these things with that brother-in-law and you're banging. I think it's next level sneaky. So I, I don't trust her as far as I could throw her. But again, on surface level, I like to look at her because she's very pretty. She is yeah. very pretty. And I do like the scenes of her with her family a mm-hmm. lot. But when she's with the others, it seems like she's constantly calculating what she's going to do next. But it well, she's been studying up, it, don't you think? She's been studying, definitely. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Whitney also does that. So watching them yes. both do it at the same time was very fascinating to me when they both confronted Angie at the end of the episode about these rumors. Now, these rumors were not shocking even to me just because he is a hairstylist and I could imagine people in any city, but especially in like a more conservative city like Salt Lake, 
uh, sane. And the funny thing is, like, Salt Lake is not as conservative as, like, the surrounding Utah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're the yeah, liberal yeah. one. But, you know, being like, oh, he must be gay or saying stuff like that. So that wasn't entirely shocking to me. And I don't think it's that crazy for people to say that. I just think people say dumb stuff all the time. Yeah, I think that what's more shocking to me is that it hasn't been like something they're whole, they've been talking about the whole time. Like a male hairdresser, you assume, I'm saying, not. I don't assume, I'm saying a lot of people would assume, and especially in a very, very conservative town where also maybe some of them are, follow a religion that frowns down upon homosexuality that I'm surprised it hasn't been more of a story, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you want to talk about not having sex, I feel like she's it's so unusual to have your child sleep in between you and your husband, especially at that age. It's yes, that is a red flag that for everything like that is a red flag for parenting. That is a red flag for your relationship. That is a red flag for everything. That is just not how (laughs) at least in our culture it's supposed to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not great, but you know, then again, I think sometimes in these situations people have an agreement and you know, they could have business agreements. They could agree to co-parent their child, whatever it is. And sometimes I feel like, if that's what's going on and you don't want people to talk about it, then don't go on TV. Yeah, totally. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but yeah, that's, I just want to know why they named their kid Electra. So someone did reach out to me about this. It is the name of a Greek goddess. And the yeah, way that it's that. spelled is after a Greek goddess. And so yeah, but, since mm. she's Greek, I don't yeah, know. I, know. I don't know. I didn't know Electra was a Greek goddess. I just thought it was, a kind of an unusual name and not one you would um, usually name maybe like well, a dog you know but I don't know I feel like you can give names to dogs that you wouldn't that you like but that you wouldn't give to like a person well on New York we have not one but two children named Rio so interesting two different two people on that show have a kid named Rio it is Jessel and Cy both have a kid named Rio that's funny because usually all their names are Cruz. <laughs> well, on, on Dallas, there was two Multiple to seven children named Cruz. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like Jax's kid. Yeah. Cruz. Oh, my gosh. Um, what else is going on? Oh, the really beautiful conversation between Heather and her daughters where they went skiing and they were having hot chocolate and they were talking about how those girls were getting bullied both because of their mom's book, but also her being on Housewives, which they couldn't come out and say. And the girls seem so mature about it. They're just like, well, I feel bad for them. If this is what they're obsessed with, like, let it go already. You know, we live rent free in their head. Like they had it together about bullying. But I just felt so bad that Heather is so upset. And then she's like, then the girls didn't want to talk to her about it and be honest with her because they didn't want her to be so upset. And she's like, well, I don't mm-hmm. want you to have to like deal with bullies and deal with me and my emotions. And I just thought that was a nice con like open conversation. I, um, I think it's interesting too. Like, don't you think that once this airs, they're going to get more bullied for talking about being bullied. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you're not going to talk about us on TV now. You know, who knows? I mean, I think there's nothing that they can do to stop it. So they might as well just right. be honest about what's going on. And they don't, it doesn't seem to bother them the way that it 
I think could. Do you think that when we're talking about that, like it's your mom's on this show, not necessarily about the book, but your mom's on this show and she got a black eye, possibly allegedly from being in a ketamine blackout with her best friend. Like that, that could be what they're getting bullied about. You know what I mean? Mm. Wait, it was a ketamine blackout? <laughs> Listen, allegedly. They've mentioned Sorry, ketamine so a lot. They, they've mentioned I, why ketamine Why do they a mention lot. it so much? It's so weird. Okay, here's why. And I've said this on my podcast. So I have been getting, and I'm getting one next week, these back injections where they have to knock you out for like five minutes. Okay, so they knock you out for literally, they put an IV in, you're talking to them, you literally go into a thing, you lay on the table, they like, you're wide awake. Mm -hmm. And they like, pull your pants down to do the injection in your lower back, which is where I have my problems. But then they pump something into your IV. And next thing you know, you're literally in a wheelchair. And you've called your husband to come get you and you have no memory. So the whole thing is a, um, and it's what they give you is ketamine. They're giving you ketamine oh, versus it's a tranquilizer, right? Mm -hmm. And the ketamine is what gives, from my understanding, the ketamine aspect of the three things they give you for that 10 minutes that you're knocked out. And then it's like another 10 minutes to kind of come back together. My understanding is the ketamine aspect of it is the um, amnesia part of it. Okay. So that's uh -huh. why. So maybe during these procedures, I'm speaking to them because I get up and get in a wheelchair and walk out of the get, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember any of it. And they've told me that the, that the, it's the purpose of it is to knock you out so you don't feel it, but then also you don't remember it. So since they've mentioned ketamine at the reunion and this season, it's been mentioned like four times now. So if they're going to keep mentioning it, it has to make me think that that is what happened. And that's why they keep mentioning it. I wonder. It's just such an unusual drug for women in their mid to 40s to mid 50s to use. Like it's very popular right. among, you know, young gay men. That's yeah, that's it's a yeah, drug of you choice. Can, you I think they hang out in the circles, you know, though. Yeah. You know, I think they hang out in some of the like gay circles in Salt Lake. I know, you know, people who've been at parties with Meredith at Ooh. because they have like a gay ski week. I forgot oh, when fun. that is. And like everyone yeah. goes and it's like a huge party and ton of fun. And Meredith was at one of the parties until like 530 in the morning. And so I guess it wouldn't shock me that she would play around, try something, something like that. So but I think yeah. it's because, you know, Heather is shitting on the church every chance she gets. And people who are part of that church aren't happy about it. And I'm sure their parents right. are talking to them. And then the kids go well, and they bully yeah. the other kids. All that's true, too. But I think it'd be more upsetting to see your mom on TV being so drunk that she is puking in a bag in a and, sprinter and van. peeing at the same time. You know, I heard her on a something – because I never thought she was peeing at the same time. I thought it was – the vomit was leaking out of the bag. No, vomit is not – it doesn't – it doesn't fall that quickly <laughs> like as a liquid. It's but she usually, said that the more she looked at it, she's like, maybe I was peeing. She's like, the more I've looked at it, like maybe I was peeing. I thought I she was peeing because, yeah. you know, it's so easy to lose control of everything when you're vomiting. That if who she, had she, who had to walk her in the house after she had puked and peed all over herself, like probably a producer. And then the next morning, she's like, ready to go. I'm like, how? She's like puke and rally. I was like, oh, no, that only worked at like 
age 20, 21. That does not work <laughs> when you're older. It's like, I'm going to be in bed for three days now. <laughs> I, I will be, I'll see you on Tuesday. Like I'm completely, <laughs> I'm down for the count. Like just bring me crackers and water. That's it. Oh my yeah. gosh. So funny. Any thoughts on Mary returning her return and... I think she's so mean. I lo- I find her so funny, but she's <laughs> so harsh. And if someone spoke to me the way Mary spoke speaks to these women, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'd react. My question for you is, do you think that she made an agreement with them that if she comes back, they are not to ask about her church at all? Probably. Because every... First of all, what does she have on Meredith? Why is Meredith friends with her? It makes zero sense. Pastor Mary wouldn't be at a gay ski party um, doing ketamine until five in the morning. Like, why is she friends with Meredith? It makes no sense. And do we know, is her son married? And also, I heard um, Andy say on Radio Andy, his show, a couple of weeks ago, last week, somebody called in and was like, oh, I'm so happy to see the return of Mary. But like how, number one, I thought if you didn't attend the reunion, you're off the show. And number two, how come she doesn't have to participate? And he goes, well, I think that we said if you don't attend the reunion, you don't do the next season. Well, no, that's not that's not what he said, but that's fine. And then number two, um, how, how does she get away with just not participating? And he goes, yeah, I don't know. He said she doesn't participate the whole season. So he goes, so that's fun. That's fun for production. Yeah. So he, I mean, you could tell he was not happy yeah. about her lack of participation. But it's fun for us because it's hilarious. Because it's it is hilarious. funny, but it's also like, what is going on, Mary? When are you going to? I want to know. I want to see her and Whitney actually have a conversation about the stuff that Whitney and also Lisa Barlow, the stuff that they said about her church and right. her reaction to that, how it made her feel, her thoughts on it, you know, all of it. I want to see that play out. Hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that she agreed to I think she agreed to come back if the church and her husband were never mentioned. That's what I think. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's head on over to OC. <laughs> We've okay. had reunion part 1. Mm-hmm. Jen with two ends versus Tamra. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that went on all season. How mm-hmm. do you think Jen handled herself at the reunion? I think she bought herself another season. I thought she handled herself like a champ. Me too. I was so Mm -hmm. proud. And she was very honest. Like Ryan decided not to come and speak for himself here because it's a no win situation for him. And he doesn't want to be seen yelling at a woman, which is totally valid, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If he was screaming at Tamara, you know, it might make Tamara look more sympathetic in our eyes Mm -hmm. when she's really been the perpetrator of all the problems. Well, I'll say what Vicky what Vicky said to um, whose name just went out of my head. Um, Megan King Edmonds. I was trying to. I was in my mind going, Detective Agency. What's her name? <laughs> Megan King Edmonds. Um, I'll say what Vicky said to Megan King Edmonds, which was, "I give it five years." That's what I say. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll who see. knows? But but it's definitely not helpful to just be throwing dirt on that relationship. Let it take its course. You don't need to right. go after Who and cares? after and after. It's because Tamara has nothing else going on and it can deflect on the couple things that are happening in her life, which include her very violent and racist son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he was involved in a lot of domestic 
stuff with his ex and mm-hmm. you know she yeah. has nothing else like i don't know i mean venus cbd is doing great i take it every night me too it's true it's true I do. <laughs> she, and actually when i went out to buy it i accidentally bought like five of them rather than what i was trying to do because they kept on popping up with like for a limited time you can get and yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah yeah and then pretty soon it's like i spent over 200 dollars on venus cbd i was like Okay, hats off I to you, Tamara. This is a good business model. <laughs> I, I, it's, I've got it on. I've got it on repeat. It comes every month. Yeah, me too. Now, right. do you use mm-hmm. which one? Do you use the regular one or the lights out? Regular, no, no THC. I can't. I can't. We oh, don't you know use just happen. the CBD, no melatonin. It's CBD melatonin, but then they have CBD melatonin THC. Where is the one without the THC? That's the one I have. Oh, mine all came with a a small amount of THC. But then if you use the lights out one, which is because I like it because it has more melatonin. It's like melatonin, a lot of um, CBD, and then like five milligrams of THC, which I think is pretty high for me Mm -hmm. at least. Um, But it knocks me right out. So there you go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. This is not an ad for Venus CBD. But, yeah, <laughs> but I think I use. I think it I works. I think I think I do restful nights. I think it's 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 no THC. It's just it even says on it like no THC. Um, okay, but, I need to. Know, I, I try. One. I could try the. I could try the other one if it'll not. If it'll help me actually sleep eight hours, then oh, it will. I, get to, I sleep, but then I don't wake up. But then I wake up all night long. Yeah. I would try the lights out. It is aggressive. <laughs> well, that's what Jeff Lewis talks about on his show. And he was like, you have to have eight hours. You have to have eight hours to sleep because if you don't, it's it like will, a real like, problem. You're yeah, groggy yeah. the next day. No, it's it's an experience um, that I have oh. every night now. <laughs> it's an experience just like going into that K-hole with Jen Shaw and coming out with a black eye and not knowing what happened. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay, mm. what else happened on The Real Housewives of OC? Oh, Taylor mm. doesn't really do a whole lot. I enjoyed her being on the season as a friend of, but man, she did not get involved in any drama besides the stupid thing about IMDb. Right, she tried it. It didn't go. So yeah, I think she's good as a friend of. Just pop in and out. Yeah. yeah just look at her new bangs and keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> Then it's everything between Gina and Shannon. And I thought Gina did so well on this reunion. She came prepared. She had her talking points down. She even caught Shannon not knowing the names of her children. And that was devastating. Yeah. I will say I heard on another podcast them saying like, all right, could you, everybody on that cast, could you name all their children? Um, and we watch them. And so we should know the names of all their children, but we don't. So I think being put on the spot now, if it's a good friend of mine, yes, I'm going to know the names of their children and probably their birth dates, you know. But um, so I don't know if that was really a fair thing to say. I don't know how good of friends they are that she would know the names of her children. But it did make a great point. I mean, it was good. I, yeah. Gina killed it on the reunion. I hated that dress. It was just way yeah, too short. it was bad. It was way too short. but. Otherwise, I think her being sober is she's very clear headed and right on her points. And so you can't mess with her because she's very clear, very clear. I liked it. And it was very obvious. Like the thing that I agreed with her the most about is Shannon keeps bringing up one kind thing she did for Gina four years ago and weaponizing it. And I hate when people do things like that. 
Me too. And I didn't like it on Potomac when Sharice told Karen, well, I was at your mother's funeral. You don't need to bring mm-hmm. that up. That mm-hmm. is something you should have done because you care, but you don't ever right. need to bring it back as like, oh, well, I was there for you. That's never a good look and it never moves a relationship forward to be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, don't you remember how good of a friend I am in the middle mm-hmm. of doing something really terrible? So yeah. I I just think it's really awful that Shannon did that. Again, I love Shannon on this show. I love her on this program, but she is wrong almost every single time in every situation. I very rarely agree with her, but I love I her. Think that, I think that Shannon's DUI bought Gina another season. Yeah. Because Gina, people are like, what did she even do? Why is she even there? I was like, well, now she's got something to talk about. She's, you know. What do you think is going to happen with Shannon? Do you, like, I don't think she's going to go to rehab. I don't think she's going to acknowledge that she has a problematic relationship with alcohol. So how does this move forward in, in the courts, on the show, in her real life? She said she was going to some sort of treatment. But the way that Jeff Lewis described it on his show the way he described it is an is a um, IOP intensive outpatient. It's you know it's a five six hours a day every day, um, not an inpatient. Which so is if fine. she's doing if she if does she's it, she's doing it. She's doing an IOP. She's really doing it. And it let me tell you, um, it would look good for the courts if she has done all these things proactively. Um, it's a good way to get that uh, your sentence down and off your record and all that stuff if you proactively say. I've already started this program. I've done this. I've done that. But um, I think that people are really missing the comedic part of it because um, DUIs are so funny. But no, I'm just kidding. The, the, the <laughs> funny part of it is her getting out of the do- yes. car and pretending to walk the dog. Yes. I'm like, nobody has talked about how funny that is. That is like insane. That, that's hilarious that she got out <laughs> of her car as we saw, was leaking oil, like dragging the bumper. And she realized, I can't drive it because I've hit a home. So she pulls over because her car is not drivable and goes, come on, Archie, let's pretend like we're going for a walk. Come on. Like, and then they stop her and she goes, what? I'm at her walking my dog. What do you mean? That's not my car. Like, that's funny. It is. It is so crazy. I actually laughed when I read that in the press. I was like, oh my God, that is insane. But What's wild is, I mean, this shows just how drunk she was. She was very injured in this. It's, I think she yeah. may have broken something. I think she had bruises. Mm-hmm. I think she had cuts. And to like think <laughs> that you could just walk your dog while you're visibly battered mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is, a, <laughs> and they're coming because there was a car accident. Right. And to think they're not going to question you about that and that you can get away with it just shows how uh, inebriated she was. Do you think her plan was, if I leave the car here and I just like start to walk home, they'll find the car on the side of the road, but they can't prove I was driving it? I don't think mm-hmm. she thought that far ahead. I think she's like, okay, act cool. Like, <laughs> act sober. <laughs> Be cool, and nobody will notice that your bumper's hanging off, your car's leaking oil. You have a and broken the arm, are like, and I have a broken arm that I'm dragging behind me. But everything's fine. Yes. <laughs> what a mess! What an absolute what a mess. mess! And yeah, I, really I think she, she needs the money. I mean, I think she needs yeah. the money to stay on the show. You know, I mean they they kept Luann on after everything she did. So yeah, and I don't think you should be 
like thrown off a show because you have a problem with alcohol. I think a lot of people have that and you know, you can, they could require, I think when it gets really bad is when they think the show is interfering, like it was with Kim Richards, like she was doing really, really poorly. Mm -hmm. And I think the show was making it worse and Mm -hmm. it was interfering with production and everything. So then they said, you know, you should really just go get sober and we can talk when, when you're sober Mm -hmm. But it's harder for someone who seems more like functioning, like Shannon is, where Mm -hmm. she's probably showing up places on time and doing her job and everything. But she also gets so drunk that she drives a car into a house and, you know, calls her friends and tells them all the deepest, darkest secrets she has about her relationship and then forgets. Maybe she's doing ketamine. (laughs) See? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Okay. Mary Payne, thank you so much for joining us this week. Tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, all the merch that you guys are selling, everything you've got going on, where they can find you at BravoCon. Oh, yeah. Um, So the podcast is called Pink Shade. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, of course. And uh, currently I'm covering... 90 day, the brand new 90 day starts this week, this coming week. Um, but it was before the 90 days before that. Now it's a 90 day original. And I'm also covering 90 day the other way. And I'm covering, hmm. Okay. 90 day, love after lockup, shades of Bravo. That's on the public feed. Shades of Bravo is on Thursdays where I just talk like this, sort of in general, everything on Bravo that I'm watching. I don't fuck with below deck. I, I'm not going to do Married to Medicine, but I'm Housewives and Southern Charm I'm doing. And then on um, Prime, which is Supercast and Patreon, I'm covering Welcome to Plathville, 90 Day the Other Way, 90 Day UK, and soon to be also the Family Chantel. So it's a lot. And if Family Karma ever comes back, I'll be covering that because love, love that Karma. show. We need to love it. We need to get some answers. I want to, I'm really hoping for an announcement at BravoCon. Me too. I'm a huge supporter of them. I had Amrit and Nicholas on the podcast. And um, every time there's anything about it, I always post it and he reposts. He's like, thank you for being such a supporter. He said the best way to get family karma back is to always like hashtag family karma and then also watch it on Peacock. Because if you watch it on Peacock, it's showing that people are watching it. Yeah. I'll just put it on in the background. Like I'll leave for work and I'll just have it on like... That's what I tell my mom to do with my podcast. I tell her to put it on and put it on the fastest speed and then get in the shower or something. When she gets out, it'll be over. And then it counts as a listen. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you again, Mary Payne, for being on. Everyone, go check out Pink Shade. And we will obviously have you back on at some point in the future. Really looking forward to hanging out at BravoCon. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mandy. 